When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. District of Conservation is sponsored by CFACT. To learn more about our sponsor, head over to cfact.org. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to District of Conservation. I'm your host, Gabriella Hoffman. This podcast offers a sober examination into all things hunting, fishing, shooting sports, energy, environment, and the public policy surrounding it. And this podcast also specializes in original interviews that you won't hear elsewhere. Here's what I have for you today. Happy Halloween, everyone. I hope you have a great evening safe and dry from the elements. If you're living here in the Washington, D.C. metro area, it's supposed to be a rainy Halloween. But speaking of fall and Halloween, today's guest is Kyle Kotner of The Foliage Report. I've known Kyle for many years, I think spanning over a decade. He's someone I've crossed over in politics. And he has this really cool website that's garnered a lot of attention called The Foliage Report. And here in Virginia, it is past peak foliage prime. You could still see some beautiful colors in Shenandoah and closer to D.C. But I think in most of the areas where you can see nice foliage, it is past. But anyway, uh, the foliage report started as a weekly newsletter sent to a small group of friends and colleagues during Kyle's tenure as a White House chief of staff assistant under the Bush administration. He grew up in Florida and he hadn't experienced the vibrant seasons that D.C. has to offer. This began his love of foliage and the changing seasons. After residing in the DMV for 13 years, Kyle moved to Dallas, Texas with his wife Kelly and their three-year-old son Henry. And he was also, in 2018, a National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration Weather Ready Nation Ambassador. So I hope you guys check out the foliage report, learn more about Kyle, and hope you got to enjoy the beautiful leap-peeping opportunities that we had here in the D.C. metro area and beyond because it is really nice to look at that. And when you're hunting and fishing, you often notice your surroundings. So I hope in your outdoor endeavors, you did catch some nice leaf changes going on. So here's my conversation with Kyle Kotner of The Foliage Report. I hope you enjoy it. If you guys like leaf peeping and viewing fall foliage, I brought on someone who I've known for a long time who's started to dabble in these different reports, Kyle Kotner of The Foliage Report, to talk about how you can view leaf peeping, what led him to endeavor in this project, why his website and reports have become very popular. So Kyle, it's so good to have you on my podcast to talk about all things fall and leaf peeping. Gabby, thank you so much for having me today. Uh, We go back many years, probably over a decade, so I'm so glad to be joining this podcast. Absolutely. And I would argue that viewing different landscapes is very conservation adjacent. We don't have to talk about politics with this type of stuff. And I I like introducing my listeners to people who I've known over the years, but who do something related to nature. So it's really nice and refreshing that even though we both work in similar political circles or have worked in similar political circles, we can talk about stuff that is not really political that a lot of people can enjoy. Absolutely. Regardless of your political leanings, I mean, who does not love some fall color, right? Amen. Amen. So Describe your background for my listeners if they're unfamiliar with you. Absolutely. So uh, I, I'm 
obviously you introduced me. Thank you, Kyle Cotner. I live here in Dallas, Texas, but I spent 12 years in Washington, D.C., uh, working in the political world and then eventually the government uh, government business world. Prior to that, I'm from Florida, so I was born and raised in the uh, great state of Florida. But uh, in t- 2007, I moved up to Washington, D.C., and I worked for President Bush in the George W. Bush White House. Yeah, and you've worked for other I would say political operations. And I saw where you work now, which is really cool. I don't want to give it yes. away. I know you, maybe you don't want people knowing where you work. It's, it's a good company. They often get maligned, but I, I, I was really cool to see that. Exactly. So, so after the white house, I was in the political world still, I eventually led, uh, went to the national rifle association and then a uh, company Bloomberg needed help on Capitol Hill with some uh, Republican offices. So they hired me on and, and, uh, we did great work there, but yeah, if you want to know where I currently work, you can find it on LinkedIn. I'm sure <laughs> it's a good company. How did you develop an interest in foliage and covering foliage reports? That is a wonderful question, Gabby. So in 2007, like I said, I I, I went up to Washington D.C. from Florida, and I worked in the George W. Bush White House. And when I when I stopped when I started working there, uh, around the first fall, they were like, "Kyle, is this going to be your first real uh, fall?" And I said, "Yes, it is going to be my first real fall." But I'm actually a fall foliage expert, which at the time I was not. Yeah. Trust me, I was trolling my colleagues, and and I told them that I was an expert, and I put out a weekly newsletter, which I did not at the time. But I was thinking to myself, "Oh my goodness, I've got to do this every week now." And so every Monday night, I started putting out an email report, and I'd send to about ten people, and then I just kept on doing it, and it kept growing. And what I would do is I would just pull in maps from anywhere where I'd find. Uh, so eventually the, the list grew from tens of people to hundreds of people. And then I need to start making my own maps uh, because I was unable to find uh, maps that were sufficient enough. And so I needed to start making my own maps. And now it's grown to where we are today, which I track fall color from Alaska. So the northern slope, the tundra, which, change in, which changes in, uh, I would say, uh, the middle of August, all the way down to the Florida swamps, which are, are known to change in that December. And my maps are currently used by around 80 local stations across the country. CBS Saturday mornings has used my maps. And uh, I have a partnership with uh, Fox Weather as well, who uses my maps. Yeah, and you were on their program recently to talk about your maps. That was really cool. How was that experience? It, it, was, it was wonderful, actually. So I, initially, Fox reached out to me and they said, Kyle, we want to you know, go over some terms and conditions of using your maps. And I said, absolutely. And so I met with them. And towards the end of the meeting, they said, Kyle, would you be interested in actually coming on air and, and speaking to this? And I said, of course. I'm not going to turn this down. And so they invited me on. Um, uh, a day later, actually, I was on uh, their program. And it seems like kind of a weekly deal that I'm, I'm on their, uh, their morning show. That's really cool. And do people give you a hard time? I don't think you get much blowback from your musings and in the project, but have people said, well, you're not a meteorologist. How can you comment on this? Have people thrown that accusation your way or not really? Not, not really, but, but it is something I'm sensitive to, I would say. Uh, so over time, I, I've actually become, I became a uh, NOAA weather ready ambassador. And this was a program that NOAA created about five or six years ago, mostly for uh, folks who are interested in weather and, 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 and topics such like that. And so uh, I found out about a program, I uh, submitted an application and they accepted me. I don't know how hard the application process, I mean, the acceptance process really is, but uh, they did accept me. So that is one thing I'm going to run with. But over time, I've met with uh, 
really experts in the industry. I've met with tree experts, so dentrologists. Dentrology is the study of trees, actually. So I've met with dentrologists from different universities. And uh, and I, I feel like I've become, over time, over 15 years, which I've been doing this for, so from uh, 2007 to now, uh, in 2022, I've been putting together these maps. So I feel like I've become an expert over these 15 years. That's good. And I think you can kind of become an expert leaning on professionals in the industry, giving them proper attribution and credit and leaning heavily on their findings. So obviously you're not of that background, but you can dabble in this industry because you're leaning so heavily on the findings of the professionals. Absolutely. Yeah. So over the 15 years, I mean, I've seen so many seasons come and go that I have really uh, educated myself on obviously the inner workings. I don't want to bore your audience here with, you know, we can quote the movie Billy Madison um, when, when he says, let me think here, it's, it's a, uh, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm escaping me right now. But the quote is, um, Chlor- chlorophyll, more like borophyll. So yes, <laughs> I will not go into the whole science behind it, but uh, yes, I have become an expert. But if people wanted to learn the science, where would you send them to? Like, is it on the website? I'm looking at the website right now, like as a resource on your resources banner. Uh, under, uh, so what you're looking at on that, on the website, under resources, this is just all the data that I'm, that I'm pulling in. So I will use information from uh, states, department of natural resources, uh, anywhere where I can find data, because at the end of the day, this report is only as good as the data presented to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going out everywhere and trying to find this data from state information is, that is uh, put out there. And then also just from different, I mean, uh, tourism bureaus will put out information. Uh, and, and as well as I have a, a pretty good army of folks on Twitter and such who send me information and say, hey, Kyle, here's, I call them friends of the foliage report. And uh, these are the folks who, uh, who, will, who will provide me some wonderful information. And I also have a number two guy who kind of works under me. His name's Evan Fisher. He's a student actually at the University of North Carolina, Asheville. And he is uh, crucial uh, for that region of the country for me. And he actually puts together these specific maps, this file called KML file, which is a Google file. And this is what all meteorologists across the country use for. So whenever you see like weather maps or anything like that, they're using KML files for that. So he's the one who helps me out with that. So I, I am able to publish that information. That's really cool. And I see under his uh, bio that he is going to be completing a graduate degree or undergraduate degree in atmospheric sciences. So that's pretty cool that he will go into this field upon graduating. Yeah, he, he is. He is. Yeah, he is my knowledge base. I'll tell you that along with other folks who I've met with, but uh, I'm very happy to have him around and he joined up with a report uh, last year. So I'm very happy about that. Most of the country where you can see vibrant colors, I think you have pointed this out through the foliage report. They've largely hit peak blue. Or they've largely hit peak foliage uh, here in Virginia. I think you said it was like prime time to see it now before the end of the weekend. Uh, when we publish this, it'll be after the weekend on Halloween. Um, but where can people still find vibrant colors? Go leaf peeping on this side of the country, East Coast or Midwest or West Coast. What is still potentially going to be uh, coming to fruition? Absolutely. So like you said, uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia, um, if you're in the Shenandoahs, uh, if you're, if uh, this past weekend would be the, well, 
as we're talking on Halloween this past weekend, it would be the last really great time to go out there and visit it. But along the East Coast, your your mainline cities from the Boss Wash area. So if you're in Boston all the way down, the major cities all the way down to Washington, D.C., you're going to see some wonderful colors around that area. Now, if we go to more of a rural area, if you go to Northwest Arkansas, I'd say that is a great place to be right now. Those colors are currently in high, but they are uh, coming to peak, I would say, in the next day or so. So that, that is an encouraging area. If you go out to the West Coast, um, the higher elevations have been passed for about a week or so. So there are some good spots in California out of the Mono Lake area uh, that you can find some big colors. But other than that, that area has, has, is quickly uh, becoming, sadly, wait for next year territory. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I was lucky to catch it in Shenandoah just before the weekend hit because I was like, I, don't want, I want to avoid the weekend crowds. It wasn't crowded, but there were people there. And it can get really busy getting into the parks. I have an annual pass, America the Beautiful Pass, so that saves you a lot when you're trying to visit the parks. And obviously, Love Virginia it. Virginia is, is, I mean, it's super close to all of us in the D.C. metro area. When you used to live here, I bet you used to go, it's only like within two hours without traffic. Not a difficult hike and trip there. So it's, it's a every year, prime place. every year I'd go. Yeah. And, and the Shenandoahs will always hold a very special place in my heart. Uh, you asked me a question earlier, where did I really become, uh, really interested in fall colors? And I've always loved the season of fall. I love football. Of course. I love just the cooler weather. You know, I'm, I get tired of the heat constantly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just going out there every single year, it, it was definitely a high point, uh, while I was living in the DC area. If people, do you have a, well, let me rephrase this. If people want to join the full literature report, I don't know if you have any interest in retaining more people. Someone may be listening and be like, well, I want to help contribute to Kyle's project. How can I do that? So do you have opportunities for people as the project grows to take them on? Will you need some more assistance with documenting foliage? Yes, absolutely. That's a wonderful question. And, and yes to that question. I'm always looking for more folks to help out with a report because as I mentioned earlier, I'm only as good as the data that I have for the report. So boots on the ground is always very encouraged and they can always reach out to me via my Twitter account, which is foliage report, or they can find me at info at the foliage report.com. They can email me that. Uh, that way as well. So yes, like you said, I'm always interested in, in growing as well, but uh, becoming more accurate. That's always important. Yeah. I think because for that, you have to be super technical, super specific. I don't know the weeds into how to document peak colors, just starting to peak. It's a whole different science, whole different animal yeah. to do that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Just for reference uh, for your listen listeners on the report, um, about zero to nine percent. That's a little no color as we view it. Ten to twenty nine percent. That's low color. Thirty to fifty nine percent. That's moderate color. Sixty to seventy nine percent is high color. And then your eighty to one hundred percent. That's going to be your peak color. But don't give up on slightly past peak because once those leaves fall, you're easily able to see other wonderful foliage be uh, through those trees. So it's still a great time to get out there. You dispensed some links, or you provided some links, Kyle, for my listeners. Do you have social media outlets? or social media accounts that people can follow to keep track of the reports, connect with you personally, dispense all the links if you can. Yes, of course. I'll, I'll run through it right now. Uh, on Twitter, which is the best way to reach me, I would say, is just at Foliage Report. I wanted to do the Foliage Report, but uh, Twitter wouldn't let me. It's too long. And then uh, on Instagram, you can find me as well. I'm not very uh, as active on there, but it's the Foliage Report on Instagram. And they can always go to my website, 
thefoliagereport.com and they can find any information there on how to contact me. I'm so glad you were able to share kind of what you've been up to in this exciting project. I think listeners will, and I will encourage all listeners to go look at the foliage report, check it out, see if there are opportunities to view the changing leaves in their area, especially here in the mid-Atlantic. Kyle, it's so good to catch up with you. Thank you for coming on and sharing what you've been up to in this really cool project. Thank you so much for having me, Gabby. Thanks for listening to District of Conservation. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you haven't already, make sure you find us on your preferred podcast player. We largely circulate on Apple, Spotify, and countless others, but those are our two big podcast platforms we want to push. Make sure you're subscribed there, especially on Apple. If you like the podcast a lot, go leave us some reviews. We'd be more than grateful to get some five-star reviews from you guys. Moreover, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and a little bit on YouTube. We don't populate there, but connect with us on social media. Find me personally on social media with blue check marks. Super easy to find, and I would love to hear your feedback and know who you'd like to see on the podcast. Thanks for listening to District of Conservation. Stay tuned for the next episode.